Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I'm Aaron Paranak. Today we're joined by Ryan Davis, head coach at Sheridan College, which is a Division I JUCO in Wyoming. Coach Davis has coached men's and women's basketball at the Division I, Division II, junior college, and high school levels. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Um, can you talk a little bit about why do you why what are the main reasons that players go to junior college? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of different reasons. Um, kid might we've had a couple of kids that have been injured. Um, you know, in high school and, you know, maybe schools are on them for a little while, um, whatever level, and then they get injured. And a lot of those schools tend to back off. We've gotten kids because of that. We've gotten kids because of, or at least been involved with kids because of uh, not being able to qualify for either division two or division one. Maybe there's a kid that's, you know, in a bigger city and they've just been overlooked. You know, where we're at in Wyoming, it's easy for the junior colleges, and, and we only have one four-year here in the state, and it's easy for those, those schools to look at those kids because our population is pretty low. You know, maybe California or New York or Florida or wherever that is, maybe there's a kid that's been overlooked and, and just get, gets caught up in the numbers or doesn't do AAU when everybody else is, and so they, they don't get their name out there. Um, you know, maybe those kids. And then a lot of times internationally, a lot of those kids aren't going to qualify if they're not English speaking kids just based on the language barrier. So, you know, to me, those are the those are the main reasons why we would get a kid here. You know, we try not to take kids with a red flag. We try to take kids that maybe do have that language barrier or have been overlooked. But character issues we try to stay away from. Sure. So so what I'm hearing is you're for the most part, the kids are good enough to play at the division one or division two level? We try not as much as we can not to put like a a label as far as what we want level wise for a kid to play at. You know, there's plenty of kids that are playing at NAIs in my opinion, especially around this part of the country that can play at higher levels. You know, ideally if you can find a kid that you know can play at division one, then yeah. But I mean, we we can be really effective with kids that are good NAI players too. And, And around this area of the country, um, the Frontier Conference in Montana is is really good. It's one of the better NAI conferences in the country. And so if those kids can play there and, and be effective, then we'll take those kids as well. But normally we, we want to get a kid that can be effective at the four-year level. Right. They're already good enough. It's just a matter of, of getting them prepared in other ways or getting them the exposure and experience that they need as opposed to spending a lot of time developing players who are not quite ready. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, as you know, we obviously only have them for two years. And some of those kids, if they're a qualifier, we only have them for one. So um, the less kids we have to develop, not not that we won't work to develop a kid, but the less kids we have to do that with, most likely the more you're going to succeed at our level just because you just don't have as much time sure. um, with them. So, yeah, I would agree. What you're talking about sounds like is a lot of, a lot of players, whether they're American or international or whatever – the reason they end up with you is they were unprepared to get recruited at the at a four-year school. To me, the, the name of the game is running your junior college program or our junior college program as much like a four-year, whatever level that is, as much like a four-year as possible. And I think um, my, my assistant and I have both come from our background is more so, I, I would say, from a four-year. And so I think we know that. And, and more so than anything else, it's just what does a day look like? What does a season look like? What are those rigors? And, you know, how long is that season? And what does it take? You know, there, there's been certain programs that I've been around in the past at the junior college level that, you know, they say, well, we just don't have as much time to do this, that and the other. And we don't have as, as many hands as 
those four-year levels, as many eyes. So we're going to just pick and choose the things that, you know, we can do. And, and I think to a certain extent, you have to do that. You can't just spread yourself too thin where you're, where you're work, working on a lot of things. And you're not really specializing in certain things, but we also have a job. We also have a duty. Um, and there's a reason that these kids come here so they can go play on at the next level. So if we can kind of emulate what it's going to look like and what it's going to be like at that next level for those kids, because they're already behind the eight ball, no matter how good they are as a junior college player, they're already going to be behind, whether that's from the culture of the team, whether that's from a strength and conditioning standpoint, or just understanding plays and the coaches, they're going to be behind some of those kids that were freshmen and sophomores um, at whatever four year they end up going to just because they're brand new. It doesn't mean they're not as good. It just means that they they have a little bit of time to transition. So, you know, strength of the conditioning wise, we really try, we've, we've done a good job of pulling our program from and adapting it, of course, but pulling it from a four year that both my assistant and I were at um, and, and trying to make sure that we run it like that, you know, a certain amount of days during the week that we, we lift during the year and then before and after the year to, to make it as much like a four year as possible. We try to run our practices very similarly. Um, academically, we try to make sure that, you know, we, we, I guess, address the kids that need the most academic help, but then give the kids that, you know, don't need it that leash because they are adults. And, and at the next level, they're going to be expected to take care of their responsibilities on their own and, and not have their hand held as much like you would maybe in high school. So I think those three areas you know, off the court academically, off the court, strength and conditioning stuff, and then on the court as much as possible, just try to run it like a four-year. One of the things obviously that you're doing is marketing, exposing your players to four-year schools. What are some of the things that you do to help them get recruited wherever they go next? You know, getting their name out there, and you could do it in so many different ways that, um, you know, where we're at with social media and the internet and film. And, you know, when I was here, as an assistant coach for the men's basketball team was my first job out of college. Actually, I remember we didn't have the film like we do now. It wasn't just all online. You can share a file. Uh, we had to send DVDs and, and it's just become so much more accessible to get their name out there, get their game seen by coaches in, in just those eight years since I've, I've started really, really, really coaching. And we just try to use those tools. Um, social media is huge. Uh, this year, I think I'm going to really try to do a better job. I didn't do probably the job that I should have done this past year, helping kids get those highlight films put together and, and putting them out on our social media pages, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and try to connect with those four-year coaches uh, that way and get those names out there. But I think to me, the biggest thing is, is, is we've got to do a good job as a, as a team and as a program to put our kids in situations to get seen live. In different areas of the country, I think it's, you know, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not so easy. Where we're at, it can be a challenge at some point, but we go over to uh, Salt Lake Community College has a jamboree at the beginning of the year where there's a lot of coaches from throughout the country, but especially the Northwest. And, and that's where we're getting our kids from. And so normally those kids are going to want to stay around that portion of the country. And so to, to get, get our kids in front of those coaches is big. So we go to that jamboree. We host our own jamboree and, and invite coaches to come out. And, you know, for me personally, I think it's big to, you know, not only for us recruiting freshmen um, to come into our program, but also to get those kids once they're, once they're here, then recruited out is, is to network as much as possible and to get, to get to know as many coaches as we can, whether that's high school, four year, whatever it is. Uh, that's huge too. I think just getting a, getting a network of people that you know and, 
and, and being able to then have those people trust you. And, you know, they can, they can understand what you're saying is, is going to go a long way and not just going to be lip service. That That's a big thing too. So boy, it encompasses a lot of different things now that I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> it does. Um, it's, it's, not you know, it's not simple because just like, no. just like you're saying, you know, you've got social media and email and the internet. Well, guess what? Everybody else does too. Sure. And, and so, you know, coaches are getting bombarded, you know, daily with options. So, so how, like, how do you, obviously, like you're saying, you know, when a coach can watch somebody play live, that's, huge because they stand out. They're not watching them on social media or on their email. They're mm-hmm. watching them live and in person. And that's, that's obviously a big deal. Do you have any recommendations that you can provide AAU coaches, high school coaches to help their players stand out? Creating close relationships with coaches. You know, I'm thinking of my kids getting recruited out and what I would want, you know, so I can put myself now in the, in the high school high school coach or the AAU coaches shoes to get their kids recruited to that either junior college or four-year level. To me, it's about creating relationships. Um, It's almost like if you are trying to get a job, how do you get your resume to the top of the pile? Because you know that there's about 50 resumes sitting on, you know, the boss's desk. So how do you get your resume to the top of that pile? And to me, it's knowing somebody, um, knowing that boss or knowing somebody in that organization that can say, hey, there's this this person that I think is really good, getting a recommendation. And so if, if you can get to know that coach or as many coaches as you can, not only knowing them, having them trust you. And that comes back to your integrity, you know, the success that you have wherever you've been, but, you know, success and failure and, and questionable actions, I guess you would say, they're going to follow you wherever you go. So your legacy is created day to day. It's created year to year and everything that you do is going to reflect back on you. And so just making sure that you can have as many coaches that are in your corner or as many coaches that respect you as possible. I think that helps get that quote unquote resume. And in our profession, it's maybe that kid's highlight tape. Maybe that kid's, it's that kid's stats. It's that kid's name back to the top of that that pile so they can say, okay, I've got all these 30 or 40 kids to look at, but, you know, because Ryan or because Dickren's kid, you know, is is somebody that I or their their name is somebody that I really respect and I and I trust, I can get I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that kid a little bit harder than maybe I would look at some kid's name that I don't really know. I don't know their coach or I don't know them. At the end of the day, if we had Brianna Stewart or LeBron James on our roster, we wouldn't have to work very hard to sell them um, right. because they would True. be good enough. <laughs> when, when, a, when a player, you're trying to help a player get recruited, you know, you're, maybe you're struggling or they can't get that level that they want, what are some of the things typically that, that are keeping them from reaching their dream school? Normally, it, it always comes back to – work ethic. Um, how much are you getting in the gym? How much are you putting in on your end? Of course, there's going to be limitations on everybody's game and you have to make your goal attainable. Uh, if there's, if there's a kid that athletically IQ size, whatever that is, doesn't really fit the bill of a D one kid, but maybe they fit the bill of an NAI D two. If you say, Hey, I want to go D one, but you just don't have all that stuff all those intangibles to make that work it's going to be tough no matter what now if you do it's it to me it always comes back to work ethic what are you doing to to create your dream if if we can put a kid in a position to to be used to that level and they use the tools they use their resources they use me and my my assistant 
um, they use the gym and all the things that we have to go along with that to get better. I would say that, that I guess success and those looks are going to follow. It's just going to happen. You know, we can do our best to try to get that word out there, but if you're, if you're going to work hard, success is going to come and, and teams are going to find you. Right. The thing that's missing is that motor to not just look like a good player, uh, but to actually be one. So Absolutely. when you're getting your players recruited, what does that process look like um, as far as a timeline? I think generally, um, especially early in the year, for, for our kids at least, and for the other places I've been, other junior colleges I've been, we, we really have to get their name out there early. So going to those jamborees um, as many as we can and, and getting their face out there, normally that's going to be when we start generating interest. So, you know, that's around that October time period. I do think that there's some things that we can do as coaches to try to generate some interest a little bit earlier. It's not going to be face-to-face, but maybe we can do a better job of, of sending some film out and, and really trying to send a personalized email or make a call to certain coaches. But as you and I both know, it, it's, it's one thing to see a kid on film. It's another to see him live, like we just talked about earlier. Yep. I would say that the interest starts picking up in October, and normally – you know, a coach will say if, if they're completely sold on a kid um, and they just love what they see, you know, normally we'll have a serious conversations at that point. Um, if they're a kid where the, if the, the coach feels like this kid is somebody that they need to see a little bit more, they're going to follow them throughout the year. They're going to look at their stats, ask for more film. Um, and based on how they play, you know, it just either goes up or down. Interest level goes up or down from there. Towards the end of the year, whether that's regional tournament in, in March, or national tournament, hopefully, if we're lucky enough to get there, is the time period that we start seeing kids really start signing and committing. Um, okay. Of course, if, if we can get to that national tournament, it, it all really starts to fall together. And that, to me, is a motivation. If you really want to play, the best thing we can do is get to the national tournament because that's when you're going to get your face out there for as many coaches to see as possible. And coaches want players from winning teams. And you're more likely to get seen and you're more likely to get an offer if you're on a team that has a lot of success as opposed to a team that, you know, is okay, but you're a really good player. They want to see you from a winning team. And they want to see you play against the best competition too. The best competition. Yep. That that gives you that, that's, that's the real measuring stick. hundred percent. So. Yeah. I, you know, you hear this all the time. I think you're starting to hear it more and more now, but to me, fit to a program. and, And I would tell our players this, um, that are getting that we're trying to get recruited out of our program fit to a program is to me much more important than level. Um, you know, I don't know how many pros we're going to have come through our program. If we're doing a great job, maybe some, um, eventually, but the likelihood is, is that the majority of our kids are going to go after college and they're going to get a real world job. And, you know, they're going to be an accountant or a, or a dental hygienist or a business owner or whatever that is eventually. And I, I believe five, 10, 15 years outside of college, once they're removed, they're going to look back on their experience far more than they're going to look back on the level. To me with that, it comes back to fit to a program. So whether you go NAI, D2 or D1, it doesn't really matter. The thing that matters is if you, if you have a program that you really feel like is invested in you, a coach that really likes you gets to, gets to know you as a person that's the most important thing. And, you know, I try to, you know, if now I flip that script now and, I, and I'm recruiting a kid, I try to tell them that as much as possible too. There's so many kids that I've recruited in the past that ended up transferring out um, of the program that they ended up going to. And a lot of times it's because they reach or um, they, they reach a little bit higher than the level that, you know, maybe they can play at or 
the, the level that they can really make an impact. Maybe they can play at that level, but boy, you're one of five or six kids that can play at that level instead of coming to another program where you can be a real immediate impact. Um, and, you know, again, at our level, you only have a certain amount of time to get seen. So being able to go to a place where, where they're invested in you for however long you're going to be at that program is so important because that coach is going to be, you know, two feet in your boat to try to get you placed. If you've got to leave your program that you select after a year because the coach, you know, maybe took two or three kids that are just like you and you get buried, that's not going to do a whole lot for you to get recruited. I, I would just, so I guess my advice to a kid, my advice to a program is to, if you're a coach, find a kid that fits you um, and not just talent. And if you're a kid, find a program that really wants you and you feel like is invested in you. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for, thanks for sharing, sharing your perspectives and your, your insights and um, look forward to following you this season. Yeah. Thanks so much coach for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was a great experience.